Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hello, hello and welcome. So it's official, I think. Spring has officially sprung and I don't know about you, but I certainly feel like I've got a spring in my step. Now, many people go into coaching because they have a desire to help people. And it's often said that if you follow your bliss, your passion in life, then everything else will follow. And whilst this is true to a certain extent, passion alone isn't enough. I could have enormous amounts of passion for playing the guitar and love practicing every second of the day, maybe even be really great at it. But if I'm sat in my room doing this where no one else can hear me or see me, then I'm probably not going to be able to pay the bills through just playing the guitar. And it's the same with coaching. You can learn all of the skills to become an amazing coach. And if no one knows you exist, then you don't have a coaching business. So today I'm going to talk about some of the things that stop people from creating a successful coaching business and actually making money. So these three things, once you sort these out, the rest follows more easily. And this applies to any and all walks of life. So let's get into it. The first key to create a successful coaching business is that you need to have a clear goal. Now, this one is kind of obvious, particularly if you're a coach. Having a goal is essential so that you know exactly what your outcome is and also you'll know how and when you've achieved it. Having worked with many, many coaches, you'd be surprised at how many people don't actually do this. This is about practicing what you preach. So using those coaching skills, that knowledge in your own life and also in your business. Now, everyone's business goals will be different. And it's important that you set the goal for the coaching business that you want to create rather than following somebody else's model. When you're working for yourself, you have to have a lot of motivation, a lot of drive to get things done. So before you even get started, decide what does life look like when you achieve your coaching business goals? How many hours a day? How many days a week do you work? How many people do you want to help? All of this is super important because when you know what it is that you want to achieve, you can then build your business around that. If you have big financial goals or you want to design your business so that you work for nine months a year and then have three months off, then you may well decide to run group coaching programs rather than one-to-ones. The life that you want and the goals that you have will influence how you decide to set that business up. And to know what it is that you offer, you must first of all know what the goal is. So be really clear on this because it will determine the action steps that you take every day, even from day one. So decide what you want specifically, when you want it by, how you know when you'll have it, and then you can begin to break it down into milestones and then even further into weekly, even daily tasks. So the first key is to have a clear goal for your coaching business. Key number two is to have the confidence and the skills to create transformational results. Coaching is an unregulated industry, which means that pretty much anyone can pop up tomorrow and call themselves a coach. But calling yourself a coach doesn't mean that you're able to help people overcome the problems that they have and find the solutions. 
We pride ourselves on the accreditations that we give to our students. In our programme, there's a standard that has to be met in order to become a coach. And we are there to help anyone who trains with us to reach that standard so that we know they have the tools to work with others. So the skills and abilities to be a coach are something that you can obtain through training. And we highly recommend that you do. When you're working with people's minds, with their emotions, essentially with their life, you really want to know that what you're doing works and is making positive changes rather than reinforcing the problem or even making it worse. So that's the skills. Let's talk about confidence. The key to having the confidence as a coach is that you apply the skills and the techniques that you learn through coaching to your own life. We will only ever live the life that we believe is possible. I'm going to say that one again because it's important. We will only ever live the life that we believe is possible. And this is reflected in our business too. Your business will only ever grow to the level that you do. It's a reflection of your beliefs, your emotions, your identity and how congruent you are with the goals that you have for it. So in order to enhance your life, to continually improve yourself and your business, you have to use what you know in your own life. Knowing how to do something and not doing it is the same as not knowing. So unless you're willing to do the work, how can you expect the results? If you had a coaching client who come to you and said, look, you've told me what I need to do to improve my life. So I know, but I'm not going to actually do it. Well, you probably wouldn't work with them in the first place and you certainly wouldn't expect them to get amazing results. So work on yourself and accept that this is going to be an ongoing process. Now, things are going to come up for you along the way. And the more you push yourself, the more they will come up. There's going to be limiting beliefs, negative emotions, internal conflicts that come up repeatedly. So unless you deal with these, you'll always be limited by them. You have to begin to become self-aware and to act upon it, to do something about it. When you learn NLP, which is what we train our coaches in, it's not a one hit wonder. It's not that you do these techniques once and then you're fixed for good. What you have is a toolkit that you keep coming back to. As a coach, you have to continually use them, not only in your coaching business, but also in your own life. See, here's the thing. Whenever you set a goal for something, you will be tested to see whether or not you can handle it if it arrives. If you back out at the first hurdle, then the message from your unconscious mind is that you're not ready for it. Let me give you an example to explain what I mean. Imagine there's a lady called Jess. And her goal is to become a coach who speaks on stage, has a massive following and influences people all over the world. So she starts out on her journey and begins building this social media following. With that, there are some people who like her. And of course, there are some who don't. Now, those people who don't like her could well make negative comments on her social media posts. Now, Jess doesn't have to like those negative comments, but if she struggles with it and isn't able to handle a few people making them, then she isn't going to be ready for the hundreds, possibly thousands of people that she wants to attract. Because with more people, there will come more negative comments. So mentally and emotionally, she wouldn't have the capacity to handle them. Our unconscious mind is there to protect us. So if it thinks that achieving the things that you say you want will cause harm to you, then it will prevent that from happening with good intentions. If just a few comments cause Jess to be upset, to feel hurt, even fearful, and she sees it as a threat, 
then her survival instincts are going to kick in and her mind will want to protect her from harm. So using what you know on yourself to release the negative emotions, the limiting beliefs and all that stuff that comes with that growth is essential to creating a successful coaching business. When it comes to coaching, you'll only ever be able to help your clients to the capacity that you've helped yourselves. You can't help your clients with something that you haven't overcome. So it's important that you continually work on yourself so that you're able to create those results for other people as well. So key number two is to have the confidence and skills to create transformational results. On then to key number three, which is to treat your coaching business as a business rather than a hobby. Now, this is something that I was super guilty of in the past, not only in my coaching business, but in lots of other failed ventures that I've had. Now, I say failed, but in NLP, we have the belief that there isn't failure. There's only ever feedback. So what I should say is that I learned a lot from those ventures, mainly what not to do, which has actually been an invaluable lesson for me. So like anything in life, you get out what you put in. If you treat your coaching business like a part-time hobby, then the results are probably going to be that of a part-time hobby. When you're first starting out, you may well be working on your business part-time whilst transitioning from your current job, and that's okay. You may not be in the position to work full-time on the business the minute that you set it up. So the key at this point is to be consistent with what you do. So even if it's only a couple of evenings a week or a few hours on the weekend, treat those hours like you would your other job. You turn up every week at the time that you said and you do the work that's needed. When you are your own boss, it can be easy to give yourself the day off or find any reason as to why you don't need to do the work. I used to, back in the day, post something on my social media page every day of the week And then I'd do very little else. Maybe I'd write a blog, I'd attend the odd networking event, and then I would wonder why clients weren't knocking on my door when I was probably only working on the business for, I don't know, a total of an hour or two a week. Again, that's okay. Just always hold in mind that you get out what you put in. If I'd have turned up to my place of employment for an hour or two a week, I wouldn't expect to be paid a full-time wage. And yet, this is how many people treat setting up a business. If you want to accelerate the business to develop and grow more quickly, then this may require additional time to work on it. When we first started out in Beyond, and even to this day, really, when we have projects that we're working on, we easily did and still do 12 to 15 hour days at times. There is always going to be something else that you could be doing, trust me. So having a clear goal is really important. When you know where you're heading, then you know the work that's going to be required to get there. If you're just aimlessly working with no end in mind, then the motivation will wear off really quickly and you could end up finding those reasons and excuses to put it off. Now, you can get really strategic with this. So let's pretend that your day job is paying you £15 an hour and within your coaching business, there are tasks that need doing and maybe you're not the best person to do them. You may be an awesome coach, but putting together social media posts or doing admin or creating emails or whatever those tasks are, That may not be where your skill set lies. So if you can pay someone who is skilled at that, who will probably do those tasks in a fraction of the time that you would, and they will do it for the same hourly rate or for less than you're being paid in your job, then outsource them. 
That way, you're going to be building your business whilst you're still at work and getting paid. This also goes for other tasks outside of that. So things like creating a website, setting up an automated email sequence or creating a lead magnet. These may not be the best use of your time, given your skill set, and maybe you need help with them. And that will be something that you might have to invest in financially. The wonderful thing about coaching is that there are very few overheads in comparison to so many other businesses. There's no manufacturing costs or shipping fees, rent to pay, staff, etc., particularly when you're first starting out. But it is still a business. And so there will be some setup and some running costs involved. When you think of it as a business rather than a hobby, then this is expected. Now, there is no wrong or right with this. You could build your business slowly and do the majority of the tasks yourself, and that will take longer to do. So it's all dependent on your goals for your business. The hours and energy that you choose to invest will determine that. This is about the law of cause and effect. So for every effect, everything that happens in life, there's something that caused it. When you think of it in terms of your business results, look at your input. The results that you have will have been caused by the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviour, which is the action that preceded it. So if the results that you're getting aren't what you want, then look at what caused them and what needs to change. This may mean going back to your goal and being clearer or adapting it. It may be that you need to work on some stuff yourself. So use your transformational toolkit to identify and clean up anything that's preventing you from getting the goals. And then look at it as a business. What needs to happen to make it run like a business? So key number three is to treat your coaching business as a business. So to recap once more on the three keys to create a successful coaching business. The first one, have a clear goal. Number two, the confidence and skills to create transformational results. And key number three, treat your coaching business as a business. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope that you have had some useful insights, maybe even some aha moments in there. As ever, have an amazing week and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.